Morning. Morning. Is it cold enough for y'all out there? Huh? It's just right. When I have to put a jacket on, it's just right. Well, um, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Romans 12, Romans chapter 12. And um, we are starting down a, a new journey for the next several weeks. And, you know, last year, everything, believe it or not, I try to make everything kind of melds and gets to where, you know, we talked for several weeks back last year about we are the church and what does that mean? And, and then we went into several months on putting the pieces together in, in, our, in our own lives to get everything together. And, and so now I want to start for the next, and last week I kind of went over our no, grow, go and vision for this year. Well, now I want to go into, um, there's five purposes that the church was, was set up on. And, and I believe this, there was a book that was put out years ago and, you know, it's a book that I go back to a lot. I know Brother Frank goes back to a lot. Um, called the Purpose Driven Church, and and um, and there's five words that that's used in that book. It's worship, fellowship, discipleship, ministry, and evangelism, and that's what the purpose of the church should be set on. And I think it's timely, even though I didn't know what was going on or going to happen this week. That whenever God started putting this direction in my heart for us to set our foundation on this year. And that's the purpose of our church. And we really need to be living out the purpose of the church in the world that we live in today. And, and um, we're not even going to cross that bridge this morning, but we need to be praying for our country in a real big way. And um, we need to be praying for our leadership in huge ways over um, the next days, weeks, and, and um, months coming. And so, um, you know, this morning as we talk about, we're going to start today with worship, you know, and it, it's a balance, you know, to balance those five things, you have to, if you get too heavy in one area, then the other ones are going to suffer. And so it's a real balancing act all the time. And so, you know, believe it or not, whenever we plan stuff, the staff, we, we try to balance what we're doing, you know, when we try to keep everything kind of even. And so this morning we're going to talk about worship, and I'm probably going to um, debunk some of our ideas on what worship is because it's not about music, and it's not about this. It's about our life with God, and that's what worship really is. And so let me read um, Romans 12. We'll start in verse 1, and we'll read just the first two verses to start. It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Father, we come to you right now, Lord, just to say that we love you, Father, and I just thank you for just an amazing day already, Father, and I just thank you for a beautiful day. Father, right now, Father, I just ask, Father, I beg that you open our hearts, Father, to hear from you and you only, Father, so that we can be changed by you and you only. Father, we love you. In your son's name I pray. Amen. You know, whenever you start thinking, um, how do you measure things? You know, I'm a, I'm a constant evaluator. Everything I do, I'm evaluating how I did it and if I'm doing it right or if I need to make adjustments, everything in life. And so, you know, how do you measure? You know, like it, this is a really good tape measure. And see, how do you measure things? You know, you can, you know, you can pull with a measuring tape. It's easy because it's physical, you know. And, and I, I'll be honest, I, I, got, I got this measuring tape. 
And I love it because I was always walking around here measuring things. And you get to fight in a measuring tape by yourself. Well, this one, I can actually shoot a little red dot and get to measurement. 17 foot 4 inches from where I'm standing to that wall. And so even right now, am I socially distanced from Donnie? Yep. So anyway, so you can measure, right? You can measure different things. And so, but how do you measure worship? How do you measure your worship with God? You know, is, it, is there a formula in here that, that says, you know, if you measure this distance or if you do this, this is what? It, well, yeah, because it says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And so, you know, yes, there is a measure and there is a standard in our worship. You know, so whenever you start thinking about it, you know, how do you do that? You know, is preaching, is that worship? Well, um, preaching, if you ask me, this is just Johnny's humble opinion, preaching is a tool. You know, when you come in and, and you hear what God has to say through his word, that's a tool to help you worship. Does that make sense? So whenever we do the Lord's Supper and we take you know, we, we take the juice and we drink the juice and we eat the wafer, you know. Is that worship? That's another tool to help us self-evaluate because what does Scripture tell us whenever we do the Lord's Supper? That we're to come in a worthy manner, that we're to, you know, to, to seek to try to get rid of sin in our life before that we do the Lord's Supper. So again, it's another tool to help change us. You know, when we come in on Sunday mornings and we sing these amazing songs, you know, and just like the last song, that's the heaven song. Donnie was right on. And some of y'all that ever went through Judgment House at Amen Baptist Church knows that was the heaven song. Right, Melissa? You was an angel. How many times did you hear that song in heaven? You can sing it right now, can't you? And so that was the heaven song. So every time I hear that song, I think of heaven immediately because that was the song. And so when we come in on Sunday mornings and we, and we sing, you know, that is that worship, that's another tool to help change our hearts. Because I know for me personally, I can't tell you how many times that in the midst of singing the songs, God really starts convicting my heart, you know. And, and as I sing those words and as, I, and as I go through them in my mind, God starts working through me and he says, all right, Johnny, if you're going to say it is well with your soul, is it really well with your soul? Johnny, if you're really going to fall at my feet and worship, are you really going to fall at my feet and worship? Are you going to come to me in that worthy manner? And so a lot of times for me, worship, when you think of music as part of worship, it's helping get me ready. And so, you know, when you start looking, preaching and, and the Lord's Supper and the singing of the songs are all tools to help get us ready for what God's asking. Because what he's asking right here, he says, is for us to offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And one of the things that we need to, to think about, too, is when you think about sacrifices, a lot of us, we think Old Testament. And what did they do in Old Testament? They sacrificed animals, right? And so there was a blood offering. They would bring and they would sacrifice animals. Well, the thing about it is those were good for one time. That's it. And so they would offer that sacrifice one time and then they'd have to do it again and have to do it again. Well, what God's asking us right here, he says, come to me as a living sacrifice so we can be used again and again and again and again and again. 
And so how do we become that living sacrifice, you know? And so that's what we're going to talk about this morning because Scripture is crystal clear. I'm going to keep going back to this first verse, but also we're going to jump into the second verse because when you look at the second verse, what does it tell us? It says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Do you hear those words? It says, then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. And so how do you do this? You know, when you go back, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. So when you come in on Sunday mornings and you hear God's word, you know, it's saying you need to be transformed. When you come in on Sunday mornings and you hear the songs and you see the songs, you need to be transformed. You know, when you leave out on, on Monday morning and you read your Bible, you need to be transformed. And don't stop on Sunday mornings. Sunday morning ought to be the setup for our week. Sunday morning ought to be the launch point to where you come in, you get challenged, and you hear God, and then you live it during the week because that's what he's telling us. He says, in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, this is your true and proper worship. And so if we're being transformed, if our lives are being constantly transformed, then that's what it ought to be. But what do we have to do? We have to take us out of the equation. And that's not natural. It's not natural for us. It's not nothing that America teaches us. Everything that we're taught from young age is all about me, right? You do what you got to do to excel yourself and get ahead. And that's total opposite of what God's telling us. And right here, we need to understand that if we want to draw closer to God, then what we have to do is we have to learn how to say no, God. I mean, no to self and yes to God. You know, years ago, and y'all have heard my story about whenever I surrendered to the ministry, you know, and and that night that I was standing, and I can take you back, and if y'all watched our Friday video this week, we actually went back and and filmed that um, video on on site at AMIT. But I can take you back to the very stained glass one in Cook Hall that I was leaned up against whenever Edward Crouch said those words, dead men don't talk. And that night when I got home and me and God literally wrestled in the middle of my living room floor while he was calling me into ministry. And I fought him because I didn't want to do it. But I knew that I had to die to myself right there. I knew that I had to die to myself. And so as I did that, you know, and as I died to myself, then God become God. And at that point, whenever that next morning at daylight on that Saturday morning, and whenever I said, all right, God, I'm not talking no more. Whatever you want me to do, wherever you want me to go, however you want me to do it, I'm yours. I'm going to do it. I'm not talking back anymore. It's just, yes, God. That's my only response from now on is, yes, God. That's where we have to get in our life. And how do we do it? Whenever we hear Words like this, where it says, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of us can honestly say that our minds are being transformed? How many times can we say that we've left? How many times have you walked in on a Sunday morning with the expectation of a miracle? How many times have you walked in on a Sunday morning with the expectation that God was going to change your life? Or did you pull up in a parking lot and get out of your car 
and walk in and say, all right, I'm going to check that box on my envelope that I went to church this week. And that's my only expectation for today is to show up at church so that I can feel good about myself when I go home and eat lunch and take my nap that I went to church today. But what if when we pulled into this parking lot, what if whenever Saturday, when we're getting ready for Sunday, that we start praying, God, work in my life. God, tomorrow, show me what I need to change. God, show me what needs to be transformed in my life so that I can be a better believer. God, show me tomorrow. And what if we walked in on Sunday mornings expecting a miracle? What if we walked in on a Sunday morning and we expected God to show up and show off in our lives? Not nobody else's lives sitting in here. It's easy for me to point at Donnie and say, God, you really need to reveal yourself to Donnie in this way today. But what if I pointed back and said, God, what are the things in my life that needs to be changed? God, what are the things in my life that I need to do different so that this world or see me. But think about it. But then let's skip down to verse 6. It says, We have different gifts according to the grace given each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is given, then give gener generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. You know, whenever you start thinking about it and you start looking, not only does, is he telling us that we're to offer our body up as a living sacrifice, but he's also saying, figure out what you can do and do it. Don't just sit. If you can teach, teach. If you can lead, lead. If you can show mercy, do it cheerfully. You know, if you can give, give generously. You know, he's telling us that not only does your life need to be transformed, but you need to do something with it afterwards. And that's, the, that's worship. That's what worship means. Whenever we walk in on Sunday mornings and we sing and we hear God's word and, and we do the Lord's Supper when we do that and we do the different elements of things, all of those are setups to help our lives be transformed. All those things are the things that God's saying, all right, whenever you hear this, this is what you need to do. Because when we walk in and we walk out and we've experienced God, then we need to take it to the world. This past week, I will make this statement. You can't expect lost people to lead lost people and get a godly, righteous answer. And so when we sit back and we look at what happened this week, what does the world need to see? It needs to see a life of worship. It needs to see a life of a living sacrifice with people that are living for God in a bold way. Because we show up and we expect to be changed. None of us like change. None of us like change, do we? Nobody just wakes up and says, Whew, God, just change me wide open today. 
you know? But that's what we ought to. We ought to be excited about our, about our hearts being renewed. We ought to be excited about our mind being renewed. We ought to be excited about growing closer to God. Does it hurt? Sure it hurts. Does change hurt? Absolutely. I won't lie to anybody. When God really starts moving in your life and God really starts shifting directions in your life, that means he's going to chisel away things that don't need to be there no more. You know, and he's going to cut it and he's going to cut it and he's going to cut it away until he gets us to where he wants us. When you look at my life today compared to where my life was 30 years ago, I'm a different person. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Ask my family. They'll tell you in a second I'm not perfect. But my, my hope is that today I look more godly today than I did 30 years ago. Because when you read these words, and it tells us to offer our bodies a living sacrifice, that way we can be used again and again and again and again. See, but coming on Sunday mornings, it's great, isn't it? It's great to come in and sit on Sunday mornings. But if you've come in here and you've sat a thousand times, and you've heard a thousand sermons, and you've been through a thousand worship sets, and your life hadn't changed, then what have you really done? You've just sat in a chair and warmed it. And that's not what God's calling us to do. So today, is your life that living sacrifice? Or is your life your life and God don't factor into it? Father, we come to you right now, Lord. Just say that we love you. Father, and I just thank you for today. Father, I thank you for your word. Father, I thank you how clear it is. Father, today, Father, show us what we need to do to be that living sacrifice. Father, show us what we need to do to worship you. Not sing a song, not just read, but really worship you. Father, for some, we need to start at the beginning. Father, for some, we need to ask you for forgiveness. Father, we need to ask you to become the Lord of our life. Father, for some, we need to come back to you. Father, because we're not walking like we once did with you. Father, for some, we've got to learn how to turn loose and just let you be God. Father, but this morning, Father, I just ask that you show us our hearts, Father, let us respond in how you're calling. Father, we love you. In the Son's name I pray. Amen.